It's close enough, I'm so, though, dude. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's... My name is Jeff. <laughs> Remember? I'm glad I did that before we started the show. It's all show. good, yeah. Just that was, a, more, funny, that more. was a funny movie. <laughs> it was a funny movie. Fantastic. Jeff. Uh, I'm sorry I made you watch this movie. Oh, God, you fucking asshole. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I got over it because I just finished watching The Brewers win and I was in a good mood. And now and you now, remembered and this totally movie. I totally forgotten about that movie and you said that and I just had an entire flashback. <laughs> and I just saw it behind my eyelids for a half second. Yeah. I'm just mad again. God damn it. <laughs> did you actually, did you get through the whole thing? I watch. I mean, I was, you know, on my computer and stuff. I'm not made of stone. I'm not a complete freak. Right. I mean, I don't, Francis Dollarhide couldn't just sit through that thing looking at the screen. You, you can watch um, that on a Chromebook and you can jerk yeah. off to it and you won't get any viruses. Exactly. But I, I had the whole thing on. I endured it. Oh, my God. You might catch the Jesus virus. I like it. You watched it in the same way that Francis Dollarhide made Lowndes watch all of the Jacoby's murders. It's and true. Yeah. Do you see? <laughs> it's Do you see? Changing. Changing <laughs> man, I guess. Do you see? Uh, all right. I'm going to do the intro. All right. Let's do this. And then we're going to fucking... Like, Freestyle yeah. it. Can we I just a- call you Adam for the whole show? Just for I fun? would prefer it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What's going on? This is Vince Mancini. You're listening to the Film Drunk Broadcast, coming at you not live from the Frock Quarters in L.A. We got the irregular, regular Mr. Matt Lieb in the house. Where is the diamond? Do you see a diamond? I know your name, Salomon Vande. <laughs> He's here. He's here. And that on the Skype line is uh, Matt Crispin from Chapo. Hey, guys. Hey. Good to be back. Did you just, like, rub the microphone on the floor for... <laughs> uh, yeah, the floor. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff May. Hi, everybody. It's me, Jeff May. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how I talk for the whole episode. Um, I already apologized uh, to Matt for making him watch uh, today's topic. You motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Same kind of different as me, which is a Christian movie. Well, here's the problem. It's not as Christian as I think you advertised it to oh, us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a Kirk Cameron level Christian well, movie. Well, it was meant to be, I think. Well, okay, they, get, the, they get subtle now. Ugh, yeah. It's way too subtle. They really sneak that in. Yeah, they don't. I don't even think they mentioned Jesus. No, it's all about morality, and then in the end they show like a sunbeam, and that's Christ. Well, the, yeah, that's right. The full title is Same Kind of Different as Me, A Modern Day Slave, An International Art de- Dealer, and The Unlikely Woman Who Bound Them Together. Jesus Christ, that's wow. the full title? That's the full title of the book, yeah. The, and, and the sermon that it's based on. Yeah, well, yeah. A Modern Day Slave? Yeah, because apparently like Den- a corporate slave? Denver Moore is the modern day slave. Oh, the homeless guy? Like they didn't bother writing like a modern day black dude. They're just like, you know what? He's just like a black dude from a movie from like the thirties, and we'll just go with it. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he stepped out of a time portal. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> they present they present him as a literal slave. Yeah. Um, I think I wanted to talk. Well, I'd heard about this project like two years ago or something mm-hmm. like that, and it was just like the most uh, preposterous thing that I've ever heard of. I'm also a big fan of the self-serving memoir. Oh yeah, um, oh definitely. And I just seen uh, the Jonah Hill movie at a film festival. And uh, which Jonah? Like, is there a the Jonah murder Hill? one? 
Oh, no, Franco, right? No, no, not that one. It's um, oh, it it, a- it's a one that's not out yet. It's called Mid Nineties. Uh huh. Basically, oh yeah. That, there's no way that motherfucker was a skateboarder, <laughs> which was my yeah. That was my point. Was horseshit. So he basically made the mediocre white dude version of Lady Bird. Wait but, a second. Wait a second. Jonah Hill made a movie about himself as a kid being a skateboarder. Okay, so here's the trick that he does. Okay, he made a movie about skater kids in the mid '90s uh-huh. when he grew up. Right, and the implication is kind of that he was one of these kids. He was one of these kids, wow. but he totally I, I, was not. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. In fact, I knew kids of his uh, of his size and shape in middle <laughs> school, <laughs> and uh, they could uh, they they. I mean, it wasn't their size or shape that made that they couldn't ride a skateboard. But there's no way he ever. There's no way he could fucking kickflip. There's no way he could. He could barely ollie. Honestly, I was a kid no. of his size and shape. Could you kickflip? No, no. I yeah. could eat Doritos. Yeah. No, no, no. Every skater I ever knew growing up was was just lanky as shit. Yeah, just a bunch of fucking slender men and jinko. Yeah, I was always jealous. They had just they had those thin guy abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they were like, I'm ripped, yeah. and it's like I think you're malnourished. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's weird that yeah, they... exactly. It's like. Yeah, from one angle they just look fit, and then you get closer. It's like, yeah, you're gonna die. Those yeah. dudes sold me Ritalin so often. <laughs> it's weird that they retain that even into adulthood. Like if you look at yeah. an aging yeah, skateboarder so who's like 39 and he's still all, got abs, yeah. you're like, what is it about just fucking smoking cigarettes well, and hanging out by a liquor store I mean, that makes you skinny? Here's, here's the other thing, though: is like skateboarding is really you don't think of how. How much exercise it is because it's on wheels. Apparently, it's a lot. But it's like oh, yeah, it's hardcore hard. work. It's hard to do, it's, and you and they do it for hours on end. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, it's like the hours that they are not skateboarding, they're just pounding so much strange. They're like <laughs> just all day. Wow. They're getting their dick sucked. They're fucking. It's kind of nuts. Pussy all day, dude. Pussy. That's that's good protein right there. That'll fuck. It's a lean <laughs> protein. The amount of, that you do it, like you said, it's such that there's no way you could be like Jonah Hill size. Because remember when he was in fucking Four uh, Year Old Virgin, his first yeah. appearance on film. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like it's a hard boiled like egg. Uh, <laughs> so, but I, the thing about it is, as you said, you do it all day. I remember I've succumbed to the peer pressure as a six. I think in sixth grade. Yeah. I said, all right, I'm gonna get a fucking skateboard, mm-hmm. and I I stood on it, and I realized, oh. Compelling it to go forward with my other foot is really lame and uh, and too much work. <laughs> yeah, and my 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 driveway isn't really uh, long enough for me to have fun just literally standing at the top of the driveway. Yeah. and just letting gravity take me to the street. Yeah, and there's no way in hell I'm gonna do all the fucking work. Uh, to fucking learn all those tricks. And yeah, so it's... I touched it never again. And yeah. anybody. Who is not one of those guys? Is yeah, they're not doing that. So, so the, the fat part is an obvious point, but uh-huh. going even further. So, in the movie, this kid's like from a broken home, and he like hooks up with this cool crew of like. Uh-huh. There's like a cool black dude who's good at skating, yeah. and then there's like a cool mixed race dude who's good at skating. In uh-huh. the mid nineties. In the mid nineties. That's already that's already <laughs> right. unbelievable. And then and then you know and some other kid and then uh, the thing about Jonah Hill. Is Jonah Hill? His dad was like the tour accountant for Guns and Roses, right? Yeah, this and is he grew Jesus up in. Christ. He Actually, went to he went to like elementary school in like Brentwood. He, yeah. he went to the same school that uh, Lauren, what's her face from Generation Wealth, went to high school, like the yeah the, the Stephen Miller School in Santa Monica. Oh Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah, New Roads. Yeah, or Crossroads. I crossroads. Think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like that's like that's all it is now, right? Like everybody in fucking Hollywood is some asshole's kid. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, no, like literally. The neoliberal revolution is a totally one. Yeah, and yeah. it's just now like a hereditary aristocracy. Oh, totally. Oh. I was watching uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, and I'm looking at this the guy. John- 
I'm looking at this Bill guy. Pullman. I'm like, why does this guy look so familiar? And then I realized, like, oh, that's fucking Bill Pullman's son. Bill I didn't Pullman, know- Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Everyone on fucking Girls, obviously. Uh-huh. It's like Chris D'Elia. When everyone's like, he's so great. It's like, well, the guy, the guy who directed the fucking. Wait a minute, who's D'Elia related to? Chris D'Elia's dad was Some like a huge, huge producer. TV producer. Of yeah. course he who, was. Of yeah. course. That's the only <laughs> thing that makes sense. And, and D'Elia loves pretend. I don't even mean to talk shit no, on another working dude, comedian. Fuck it. Burn that like, bridge. He's not. Here's what I, I will say I don't think bridge. he's a bad oh. comic, but he was gift wrapped a career yeah and yeah. then he's like i worked hard just like everybody else it's like no you didn't because they had other jobs yeah, <laughs> yeah. right like everybody else is also to, working i got to yale with no connections yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly his right. fucking grandfather went yeah. to yale yeah the, the rest director of-, of the new bumblebee spin-off transformers movie is phil knight's son <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know that nike sweatshop billionaire that still looks so why fun, can't though? the kid just like get a heroin addict addiction and like the fucking santra pay why does he right. have to inflict himself on the fucking artistic community I, w- I will say that uh a lot of the skateboarders i knew growing up uh, growing up the <laughs> ones who got really really into it did have fucking rich parents i always say that about burners i think most oh, burners, like burning man i think most burning oh, man yeah. people are trust fund kids oh of course they are they spend the entire year building a fucking like duck robot <laughs> and that's the thing and you live in a liberal hell and the, and the safety net's been just completely destroyed yeah the only people who have leisure right that's how it is in the time to do this indulgent stuff that doesn't always pay right away are fucking rich hobbyists that, that's right. how uh hockey and baseball that's like one of the big oh, problems yes. now yeah. with hockey and baseball it's amazing it's is, amazing like you you think sports are the ultimate meritocracy no. i mean but and, like and every every kid who, who every american kid anyway who gets drafted in the major league baseball is mm-hmm. from one of these psycho golf uh-huh. Sport yeah. complexes in well, Arizona or fucking Florida. Well, that's why Tory Hunter created his fucking chair, his RBI. Yeah, it's yes, like yes, renewing yeah. baseball in inner cities because right. it's like black people don't play baseball anymore because it's too expensive. He's like, yeah, basketball exactly. is fifteen dollars. Yeah, and it's the same basketball. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you can go to the park and do it. Baseball, right. it's like all these different leagues, and you have to pay for private coaching. The, There's no the coaching. It's yeah, like yeah. yes, it's just like fucking standardized testing. Yeah, yeah. like it's you, have a, you have a you have a you have a a a, a, a sort of a, a claimed a, a meritocracy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A purported meritocracy that then requires all these add-ons in order to succeed at. Which makes it def- like uh, de facto uh, fucking aristocracy. It I'm, just yeah, goes I'm watching it. I watch so, it so, now because I grew up poor and my dad is now settled and he has two children that are like not even teenagers yet. Damn. Uh, and they are hockey kids. Uh, <laughs> he, my dad was 20 mm-hmm. when I was, and he was, and he's now like in his 50s and yeah. he's got these two young kids. And like, he's going to do it right with them. Yeah, do you know, do it right do you know how? Yeah. Why well, are you jealous, dude? I'm the only person that graduated from college and then I retired from teaching to do comedy. <laughs> I am such an embarrassment to my family. But uh, I see these kids, these, these young kids uh, in my family who have parents that can get up at 4 a.m. for ice time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can't yeah, yeah. do that in an inner city because people are working bullshit jobs for yeah. not enough money, and now you have to pay to get in some fancy league and get your ice time at 4 a.m.? Right. Also, like, you have to have health insurance. Yeah, and then people are like... <laughs> oh, God, but, yeah. Yeah, people same thing like, with skateboarders. Yeah. Like, skateboarders all had the health insurance in order, like, they broke their arm with the fucking bone going through the arm. Like, they, they were fine. They yeah. could just yeah. be like, check out my cast, dude. And why, like, the rest of us had to fucking two 
goddamn bamboo sticks and some yeah. fucking and, <laughs> and nobody said they're not trying hard that's the thing that people get all mad about yeah. when they're like you're saying i don't try hard it's like no i'm just saying you got the opportunity to try hard. yeah yeah like come on so um so the beauty of mid 90s is that uh, jonah hill doesn't actually ever have to say that like this is my life mm-hmm. but like because of the implication because of like lady bird like you just kind of and because he said it you know when he grew up yeah. In L.A., where he grew up, right? And, he's implying that he was a skateboard kid, this and poor it, skateboard. And he kid. talks about it. he said he was a skater, and then he also got in a, he got in a car accident where he like crushed part of his arm or something. Yeah, right. He and that like happens weird... to one of the kids in the movie. So he he pulls this trick where he like kind of makes it semi autobiographical, yeah, but yeah. he doesn't have to say it. So the implication is like, oh yeah, I was that kid growing up with a bunch of cool black friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is just total fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, you're went from to, Brentwood. You went to fucking Crossroads. Like the only black person you ever saw in Brentwood was literally O.J. Simpson. <laughs> you know, like, like there's no fucking way that he had like, oh, I just my diverse group of friends eat a dick. He's just the, uh, and another thing. I just watched Maniac. Have you seen Maniac? Not with yet. Him? I could no. not get through. I it. don't like skinny fucking. Jonah Hill. He, oh, he wants Jonah Hill. Curse. He wants to he, be De Niro so bad. He looks more and more like me the more skinny he gets, <laughs> and it's freaking me the fuck out. I do not like it. He's got sad eyes. Yeah, he's got. It's rough. So the, he looks bad when he's thin. Basically, there's this thing you do when you're rich is that you write a memoir in which you invent black friends for yourself. Hell yeah! And the first time I noticed this was. Uh, in a million little pieces, mm-hmm. um, which is just le- he paid me a lot of money to drive a lot of gold to Vegas. By the way, who uh, James Fry? I'm, yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What he yeah, paid me a lot of to money drive to gold? drive half a million dollars worth of gold. <laughs> gold what? Gold what? Bars to blue? It's coins. It was coins. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know this is a real out there, and I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. It's so funny you brought no, him up. Please. Uh, He's I have, like, I have all this gelt, and <laughs> none of it is none have, of it has got chocolate in the middle. I had. A, and I think it's worth a pretty penny. So I have a friend that worked for him. Okay. And she called me up because she knows that I, I uh, drove for as that was mm-hmm. part of my job. I'm a guy that uh, drives gold. What, I, what I do I do? <laughs> and I'm also hey. We we drive your gold. Go to one eight hundred. We drive gold. Well, it's you know I'm fucking scary. Yeah, yeah. No, you're scary, a big and I can drive. Yeah, you're a big uh, dude. And so she's like, "How much would it cost for you to drive to Las Vegas, spend the night, and then come back?" And I shot her half the gold. I shot her a, a kind of I lowballed her, and she's like, "We'll double it." Wow, wow and that's she, nice. And, and it, it was like okay, it was a lot of money for. A twenty-four hour process. I made like was I made it, like thirteen hundred dollars. Was it like a pirate treasure treasure chest? Oh, it's insane. Was this there a so challenge? So he, he wrote a new book. This was a couple of years ago. He wrote a book that was supposed to be his Hunger Games, and it was like alchemy themed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he fronted half a million dollars worth of gold of his own money. Uh-huh. That, and there were like clues in the book that you could solve in the mm-hmm. real world. And if you find like my you friend could was win. the guy who wrote that book. But yeah, go ahead. He was gonna James give people Brown. gold. Yeah. So James Fry, so you are you friends with James? No, well I've I've met him once or twice yeah, because so. my friend wrote the first I am number 4. Oh, okay. Wait, really? oh, he ghost wrote it? <laughs> yeah, he came to Well, sorry, you finish your story. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to fucking sidetrack this. So, well, this is all sidetracks. Yeah. So, uh, I said, "Yes, I'll I'll absolutely do it. I'm I'm a broke person." Uh, and she was like, "Okay, but there's a caveat to this. You got to wear an eye patch." She's like, you can't tell anybody you're going. Uh-huh. You cannot mention what you have, no matter what, especially well, if you get pulled over. Well, yeah. Why, why 
Why would you ever be like, listen, dude, I got $100,000 worth of gold Kruger hands. I, I think uh, $500,000. $500,000? Uh, which, by the way, because I did them, it was about 25 pounds. Okay. Uh, and at first I was like, oh, it was going to be like a gold bar. And then I realized how unimpressive that would look yeah. on a display because it was going in to get displayed at Caesar's Palace. Okay. okay. Like that was like the big thing on like red velvet. Imagine. <laughs> so it was all coins. Was like, what are we going to give him as a prize? Uh, a brick of gold. <laughs> yeah. Like, how would you even, what would you do with that? But it was all like quarters, nickels, dimes, but all in gold. It mm-hmm. was like kind of fascinating. Uh-huh. Also, because. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. So I drove, and I drove with, like, the games master guy. Like, the guy who was, like, going to set up everything. And first and foremost, the dude was a super genius, and he was the most boring person on the planet. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, like, it got to the point where, like, I found out he lives in one of my favorite author's houses. He uh-huh. lives in it, and this guy, Brian K. Vaughn, who's a great comic book writer. He writes Saga, which is really... And I was like, oh, my God, that's great. We have, finally have something to talk about. What's your favorite stuff? He's like, I don't read any of his work. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just here for the gold. So I, I, so I get to um, uh, Avenue of the Stars, where his lawyer is. This motherfucker, the lawyer comes out with his family, and then just one like maintenance-looking Mexican dude with a dolly, with a small <laughs> shoebox... <laughs> size thing size box like brown plane that just says bottled water on it <laughs> holy shit it's like where I, where I put all my naked pictures of my phone under like text stuff. Yeah. yeah right right so <laughs> not, not gold not gold so <laughs> but then the lawyer goes here's the gold and I went motherfucker on the I side was like, what are you doing like this whole thing was supposed to be shut up yeah. you just should have written MacGuffin on yeah. it I don't want to get shot in the face as soon as I hit, you know, as soon as I get on the highway because you can't keep your idiot mouth shut. This is like fucking Ronin, dude. What is yeah. going so on? So we drove and we drove. We had to drive pretty much straight, except uh, we had to stop uh, to use the potty. And then somebody always had to keep like we couldn't we could never leave the car. Yeah. Did you this guys have one a, of those like the, the thing where it's like there's a handcuff uh, with a string attached to the briefcase? It, it was just one of us leaning up against the back of my 2013 Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So we get it. We we the security guy from Caesar's Palace keeps calling us like, "Where are you? Where are you?" It's like we're driving from L.A. We need the gold now. We're getting there. <laughs> so we get there kind of late, and the guy looks like a stereotype. He looks like a like if Paul Sorvino was a real man character, like in uh-huh. everything he played. Like sure, just a real mm-hmm. huge, massive like hand, like mm-hmm. bunch of bananas for hand. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. a big, huge Italian guy. Like uh-huh. such a stereotype. <laughs> and he, and uh, he he was like, "What outfit are you with?" When he like pointed to me, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm a comedian." You're he like goes, Uber Eats. He goes, he, "I'm like, oh, I'm actually just a comedian." He goes, "Who are you with?" Like he like asked. He was like, "Really?" And I was like, oh, "I'm independent." And he was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And he's just like, <laughs> "Walks me fuck? through the maze of Caesar's Palace's basement to get to the vaults, uh-huh. and it's a fucking maze. Like it's crazy." And then I get into the I get into the so vault. So magicians can't get in there and just steal everything, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. How you gonna How you gonna not have you, oceans or Re- oceans Oriana, 2013? You, know? you gotta happening. watch out for Chris Angel. That mind freak is fucking yeah. everywhere. And uh, I get in there, and it's just a lot of like really jacked dudes with their either arms folded or their hands on their guns. Mm. Uh-huh. And as soon as I got there, I'm like, I don't want to touch this gold anymore. I've done my job. Yeah. But then they made me touch the confirm gold. everything. I had to go through all of the gold as it's going into the vault and confirm that it's going in. Did they make you bite it with your teeth? Yeah. They throw away it was it was mailed in one of those 
VHS-sized U.S. mail priority boxes. You know, the ones that are just like... It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it was in. When I opened up the wow. box, it was just somebody like mailed it through the mail. <laughs> uh, like, like a fortune in gold. And we tossed that out. But you know how there's like the glue and the tape is really strong. Yeah, I didn't. I threw it. In the, we threw it in the trash. Looked in, and like three of the dimes. Oh shit! Were stuck to that. And I was like, I had to go back into the trash. And I was like, there could be a way for me to steal this. Yeah, but man. I'm in a vault in Las Vegas. Yeah, full I'm of not, armed men. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna risk it for whatever money that was. Yeah. And then they gave me a free suite in Caesar's Palace, and then I just woke up the next day and drove home. Like that was it, but it was just the, it was an insane thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that's that. like, I want to hear that. That's amazing. That's amazing. You should have stolen the gold. So, oh, and I tweeted wow. about what it. What I want to know right now is what happened to that fucking gold. Some dude won it. Some okay, dude. but what did he do? Oh, with okay. It? Oh, so they put it in a bulletproof plexiglass box lined with like red velvet, and it uh-huh. was stacked like if you would see. You remember in like the old Robin Hood cartoon from Disney, yeah. how Prince John had the stacks of coins yeah, 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 on yeah, like yeah. the velvet. Mm-hmm. It was like that. They made it look like a very impressive yeah. display of gold. Yeah. Well. Again, twenty five pounds. Twenty five pounds is not a lot of weight, right? But sure. it's a lot of money. When yeah. It's gold. Mm-hmm. Like it's and so that's why it wasn't a bar because a bar is something like 22 pounds right and then so you'd have to have like a bar of gold and then like three of the coins on it or just some shavings yeah so uh but yeah they ended up um putting it together uh and then i i uh i my friend ended up there and, and then james was there and mm-hmm. he was like thank you so much for doing this whatever and then i just drove my ass home they should have it in shavings like in little coke baggies like if they basically yeah. made it like bags of coke <laughs> you'd be like oh obviously that's valuable <laughs> it's in tiny ziploc bags some gold dust yeah some just white dude with dread weighs it out for you yeah. um so the reason i brought that up is because like th- th- i have this favorite one of my like my favorite reviews of anything i think is uh the Exiled's review of A Million Little Pieces. Uh, and it's like perfect for uh, anything, like any rehab memoir, or any any of the self-serving memoirs. I feel like it really nails it. He's like, A Million Little Pieces is the dregs of a degraded genre, the rehab memoir. Rehab stories provide a way for pampered trust fund brats like James Fry to claim victim status. <laughs> These swine already have money, security, and position, and now want to corner the market in suffering and scars. The <laughs> consolation prizes of the truly lost. It's a fitting literary metonymy for the Bush era. The rich have decided to steal it all, even the tears of the losers. And uh, damn. And so, like watching the Jonah Hill uh, movie, and then <laughs> when I heard about this, I also thought of that review. Yeah. Because uh, it's this rich guy who claims to be uh, an uh, international art dealer. Right. Which, can you do that in Texas? I guess there's enough like people with oil money. Oh, that we're they talking need about the ba- movie now. Yeah. Oh, I thought you're still talking about Jonah Hill. Well. Both. I feel like they're all. I feel like they're all connected. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because in every case, rich some, rich people sob stories. Rich people sob stories yeah. in which they met a black person. I yeah. was bullied. I, everybody's been bullied now. By the way, I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, everybody, yeah, right. every single person has been bullied, and everyone has mental illness. And so they can. It's what everybody I know, mm-hmm. every comedian. Mm-hmm. As soon as anything stressful happens, they're like, "Please don't. Yeah, please don't." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was bullied in high school, and I have mental illness. It's like, yeah, we all have it, and we work with it. That's the entire point. Right? It's not a shield; well, it's an obstacle. So, 
so yeah, you could, but you could write a thing about it. And then, so I saw this book, uh, same kind of different as, as me, which like the font of the cover is writ- written in like the uneducated person font that they use in Precious. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. all the quotes from this guy Denver Moore, the homeless guy, are like written in you know oh, cra- crayon, like, like slave English. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's like N word, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> He actually, you can see in one of the things, he actually calls him Huck, and then he has to edit it out. <laughs> he just crossed it out. Uh, here's a quote from it. You was the onlyest person that looked past my skin and past my meanness and saw that there was somebody on the inside worth saving. I want to choke this person. We all has more in common than we think. You stood up, stood up with courage and faced me when I was dangerous, and it changed my life. You loved me for who I was on the inside, the person God meant for me to be, the one that had just gotten lost for a while on some ugly roads in life. Oh, I mean, this is written by a guy who feels proud of himself for thinking about voting for Beto. And <laughs> I then don't voting know. For no, Ted there's no way. This yeah. guy's hard right for hard sure. Hard right for sure. He's he is all about the power of uh, personal charity and no social safety net. Yeah, but so for he, sure, but he considers ab- it and he's proud. And then he oh, just, yeah. and he's like, that would be good for other people. No, I'm voting for yeah, Ted yeah, Cruz. Yeah. So I was obsessed with this project because it was like Paramount. Paramount was going to distribute this movie. Yeah. Which is basically Magical Negro, like the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then they did. No, they didn't. They oh, dropped no. it, and Pure Flix had to pick it up, which oh, is why okay. you didn't hear about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. before this, there was, uh, you know, Heaven is for Real, yeah. which, by the way, has the same ghostwriter as this book. Oh, really? There's this chick. And also the film stars Greg Kinnear. Yeah. Holy which, shit. I, th- I guess, like, no one's saying anything that... Like a Greg Kinnear, I guess, is just looking for the money, but there's it's weird. Good, there's good money. There's in, good money, in, in and no, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah. for it. Uh, I, there's I, good money in Jesus. Dude. So I no, did, they fucking bust in entire congregations they to do. buy out theaters. Yeah, I did captive a, audience. I did a, uh, a a convention panel with Corbin Burnson, a one on one with Corbin Burnson, and you're like, he's done what? that shit. That's exclusively what he does now, and he's just like, I run a production company. He's like. He's not pushy with faith, right? But he definitely sure. does Christian stuff, and of course, you see, believe in God. I when you I see all these celebs, all these mainstream celebs in these movies, you know, uh-huh. yeah. and in every case, you think everything about their career indicates that this is the best job they could get. But right. Then part of you wonders. Do they really believe it, or are they just like, oh boy? I mean, these jokers again. At least the check clears. I I kind of feel that's got to be the way with uh, uh, Digimon Hansu. Mm-hmm. Digimon? Digimon? Is it Digimon? <laughs> we call it's him Digimon. Digimon. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually a digital monster. Short, digital monster. <laughs> monster. <laughs> digital monster Hansu. Uh, I yeah. feel like he can get work. Yeah. So What's in weird? Guardians of the, he's in Captain Marvel. What's weird is that this is the role that they gave him when he is clearly African. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie, his Let's, accent is so bad. We, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the yeah. plot. You couldn't get Danny Glover? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the plot. But before that, I wanted to point out that Heaven is for Real uh, grossed $101 million worldwide uh-huh. on a $12 million budget. Wow. Uh, so they made this one, but I guess they figured out that it was bad before they released it. So they gave it to Pure Flix. It only made... Six million dollars, <laughs> and uh, part of the reason for that, I think, is that um, Heaven Is for Real is openly right. adversarial. It's openly yeah. like courting the uh, liberals are bad kind of y- yes, shit. Yes, it's, yes, it's very much like yeah, no one believed this amazing, beautiful little boy. Yeah, yeah because yeah. they're terrible, and this doesn't really have like a bad liberal. Yeah, no, in it. no, yeah. The be yeah, nice to so black people. Liberals in this one. The yeah. fact, yeah. the bad guy, the like the bad worst guy is cancer. Basically, sounds like real life John Voight. 
Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah. That's right. They just got John Boyd to play himself. I, I, uh, I would say uh, the being nice to a black guy really turned off the hard for card. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. possible too. And the poor, be yeah. nice to the poor. I know, and the black. It really, it's like it goes against all their stuff. Um, but I, I was. Uh, Corbin Burnson, I think a lot of these people that, by the way, they're, they're like really faithful. It's like, yeah, you were born rich and you continued to be rich. That I would believe. I believe in fucking anything. I would believe in whatever yeah. you told me is why. If you were like, God did this to us, I'd be like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, same. So the the Lynn Vincent is the co-writer. She wrote co-wrote Heaven Is For Real. Uh-huh. She co-wrote Going Rogue with Sarah Palin. Oh hell yeah! Wow. Um, she ghost wrote, uh, or I don't know, if she, uh, Donkey Kong. You know that her kid got arrested. Sarah Palin. I mean, isn't that like always true? No, he 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 got he was in a fight and then he took a swing at the cop when they came to arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> They're the realest family in America. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, that's Someone, real shit. That's some, not. Fake down home bullshit like every other fucking reaction. Yeah, that's Alaska right there. No, that's someone, true. real so, shit. Someone stiffed him on a snowblower. <laughs> Where's my skidoo? Yeah, uh, donkey cons, sex, crime, and corruption in the Democratic Party. Um, <laughs> is, is she like donkey fucking crimes? Is that supposed to be a, a pun? No, donkey cons. Donkey cons. Oh, donkey cons. Like con yeah. Uh, Never surrender: A soldier's journey to the crossroads of faith and freedom. Jesus um, Christ! And then uh, the blood of lambs, a former terrorist memoir of death and redemption. The uh, blood of lambs. And then that every one. day I drink the blood of lamb from <laughs> Bandy's tract. <laughs> I am the third revelation. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. The, the, uh, the, the jacket copy on that one is Memoirs of a Terrorist reveals the true inside story of the life and mindset of a radical Muslim terrorist who finally came to renounce his murderous mission and embrace freedom. This is like, is she, it's, I feel like she isn't real and she's a side project of Dinesh D'Souza. It could like, very well is, be. This is just a pen name he used when he was in prison. Yeah. She also wrote Transformers Dark of the Moon, weirdly enough. <laughs> It'd be so crazy if she just had some obscure blockbuster credit. Oh, yeah. well, I think yeah. that's what we're going for with this She one. goes through Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, weird. That's why she got Jimon Honsu on there. <laughs> Digimon. Uh, and so, I do like the idea because you know this woman if she's real and she's not a pen name or something. Yeah, is she loves Trump? Oh, 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 oh yeah. And yeah. speaking she to the manager, this just walking embodiment <laughs> of all seven deadly sins. Just like baked at 400 degrees uh-huh. and then turned into a meatloaf in a suit. I mean, I'm gar- I guarantee that she's working on a Trump book now mm-hmm. if she hasn't mm-hmm. written it yet. Well, you, you guys know about the Trump prophecy, right, or whatever it is. I do not. Which one's that? Oh, dude, this movie. You don't know about this movie? It's another Christian movie, and it's coming up. I think I saw oh, that. I think I saw that on oh, my God. AMC app. Wait, I was so looking for upcoming movies, and there so was something good. that's what is it? This is the plot. So there's a firefighter uh-huh. who I think has like a near-death experience or something, uh-huh. and then a crisis of faith, and then this. It's set in like the during the Obama administration. It's set in like the first Bush, Obama years, first mm-hmm. term. And the real guy, fire was the black president. Right. <laughs> and the guy has a crisis of faith, has basically a nervous breakdown, and then writes a prophecy. <laughs> so almost like auto-writing, uh-huh. writes out in a frenzy this prophecy. Uh, and how he says that America, which is currently you know in the hands of this awful monstrosity, mm-hmm. will become redeemed by the arrival of a 
brilliant yellow-haired business genius television host. <laughs> oh, or something. God, uh, he literally prophesizes the Trump presidency. It's the, and yes, it's called the Trump prophecy. It's the story of Fireman Mark Taylor and what he heard God tell him about America, Israel, and the world. Yep. So the, the event seeks to answer to answer the question: What does make America great again? Coming to theaters October second. Oh wow, we missed it. Or, 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 wait, no, it's, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna get on my AMC Stubbs app. Uh -huh. So the beauty of that is it's the same plot as same kind of different as me because this the plot of this one is uh -huh. that this so this guy Ron Hall uh -huh. the international art dealer supposedly yep, yep, yep. who lives in Texas where all uh, international that, art dealers yeah, yeah, live yeah, the, the head um, of the artistic world he cheated on his wife mm -hmm. yeah, his wife was like you got to do anything that I say uh -huh. so he goes and works at a homeless shelter and she tells him that she had this dream that there was uh, there was this guy that was going to change the city a magical black man if she daydreamed a magical negro and then she saw him yeah. supposedly which the... is by the way hilarious because <laughs> <laughs> there's no way she can recognize like she was just like oh, i look sort of like him <laughs> probably yeah, him yeah. probably him and then she sees like three other homeless black guys like oh wait now this is getting more yeah. confusing <laughs> which one's my negro which one <laughs> which one of you is magic <laughs> which one which one of you is clearly African, by yeah. the way? Okay. <laughs> so here's here's the opening of the movie, which I had to pull some clips, because, you know, just to contextualize this whole thing. It's quite a home, isn't it? 15,000 square feet of overpriced art and big old bathtubs. Sounds like an oatmeal commercial. I know, it's ridiculous, <laughs> it but I love it. After all, I'm from Texas. We tend to like things big down here. That big pussies. This is my home. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm supposed to have an accent in this. It's broken. <laughs> well, dog my cat. <laughs> One that begins and ends with a girl I married, Debbie Hall. Kissing my grits. A girl with a heart so big that Texas can't even hold it. But cancer so sure I'm can. I'm going to try to write it all down. Hopefully make some sense out of how I got here. So That's the, why it's not why it's called cancer. <laughs> <laughs> the Same this, kind of cancer as me. The beauty of this is no one can fact check him. Oh, yeah. yeah so he course. wrote about it cheating on his wife. says, I don't know what the book is like, but in the movie, there's not a single scene between him and the mistress. Yeah. yeah oh, no. No, yeah. no, no, no. no. It, it, it almost played as just like they, they're having marital issues. There's nobody really to blame. Yeah, it doesn't never shows him just like going to town on doing something. sins, being yeah. a sinner. Yeah, show, I blame the wife and the mistress yeah. exclusively. Show, show the sins. That's what I say about these movies. They never do that. Sell the sins. You're, you're a Christian film. Should start with a hardcore sex scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, this with movie's penetration. A, this yeah. movie's a hard NC seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like just straight up prolapsed anuses is the way it starts. <laughs> it feels like I'm sure that this is probably recognizable uh, from uh, recovery too. Uh -huh. But I feel like there's a mega church thing where. Um, you talk about how lost you were, right? And you really embellish how fucking how much you were crushing it. Where it was just like, yeah. oh, I was an international art dealer. It was like different chick every night, uh -huh. and I was so awesome. And then, and then they're like, but I realized, you know, it, I was still empty inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really fluffing up the. Uh, you're you're padding your stats. Yeah. yeah. Which is why, like, when I got clean, and you know, I I realized that. Uh, all the stories that my friends had of me were just me living on their couches and just, yeah. just, just hiding bags of Jack in the Box <laughs> under their fucking couch. 
just uh, I really was not crushing it when I was on drugs. But then again, I also never found Jesus. So maybe if I found Jesus, I'd start embellishing more. Yes, yeah, you, so, you would have previously crushed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a big citation needed after this guy's uh, description of himself as this international art dealer. Yeah, who, uh, yeah. Um, in the movie, he gave away a million dollar painting. Yeah. Hello. Don't even want that anymore. Yeah. To his Hispanic friend. Yeah, so then there's a f- weird framing device, which yeah. I don't understand at all. Which one? He's like he's in the room with that guy, Jose, uh-huh. who's an artist. And, oh, yeah, what was and, that? Uh, and his, his housekeeper's like, Jose tells me you're a writer. And he's like, well, I don't know about that. I haven't written anything yet. Well, what's your book and about? And you're like, what the fuck is the point of this framing device? Dude, it's called foreshadowing. He's about to write the memoir of his dead wife. <laughs> yeah. He's been planning on it since she was alive. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, oh, she's going to die someday, and one day I'll be able to tell my story. Well, I wonder if he was looking for a story to tell. You think, what are the chances? Well, I just mean, he's just that a... he went, set out looking for a magical Negro redemption story. I would say the chances are high because he seems like the perfect huckster. Like this yes. whole thing. I mean, he could have fucking. It's like homeless guy. You could have found that on fucking Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, easily. You know, you like wanted, you know, transient for you know uh, for long form uh, media projects. And somebody like they're they're going and they're spending their like hour of internet time at the library they hang out at. Uh-huh. And they're scrolling jobs, thinking maybe they can get something. I like you know, thinking he just or whatever. That's like aha, here it is. I like thinking he just pulled up in, into Skid Row in his Subaru and said, "Hey, which one of y'all need?" Negroes is magic. Yeah, he could have done that too. The most magic one. Please step into my Subaru. I will have lukewarm soup for you. You will not need it in the car. We will pull over to a diner where you will drink the soup I have made because I will not pay for your addiction. <laughs> um, and then the beauty of it is it's like he makes it out to be like he's avoiding uh, like some cliches, but really he's doing... He's making the exact. He's rewriting the Blind Side. Yeah, right. Was, it's <laughs> very Blind Side. I was, read, I was reading an interview with this guy. Uh, what it's not, Hall says, is a story about a wealthy art dealer millionaire that saved this poor African American homeless man. Yeah. Nothing could be further from the truth. This man saved me from myself. Moore That's, became my mentor in life. Yeah. He taught me the way to live, not the other way around. Was he masturbating? When he was saying, this. <laughs> yeah. like this sounds like someone who's jerking off. All I mean, about he's this. just doing the. He, you're changing that boy's life. Speech. The only thing that I changed for him was now he is less reverse racist against white people. <laughs> you're welcome, America. I love that the the the, the racists that exist in this movie are John Voight and then of course the black people. And you know, it's just like he's the one. He's like, I don't like white people, and and then he's like, Well, you know, not everyone's perfect. And it's like, Fuck you, you. <laughs> Smug piece of po- shit. Poe, but he's nerfing. Well, that's the. Uh, I mean, that's the classic trope of the rich kid memoir. Right. Is that you brought your black friends around the house and all your friends uh, didn't look at you the same anymore. Right. It's yeah. the what's the guy who got kicked out of Martha's Vineyard because he's like Trump's buddy now. Right. But that didn't really. Dershowitz. Ha- yeah, Gersh- Dershowitz. Yeah. Wait. Wait. 
Alan, Alan Dershowitz, Dershowitz got kicked out of Martha's Vineyard. Oh, he's written like five editorials about how his, <laughs> how his Martha's Vineyard's friends don't hang out with him anymore. Yeah. The first time this happened to me was when I defended OJ. <laughs> the second time this happened to me is when I started just saying the N-word to people willy-nilly. <laughs> the third time this happened to me is when I said Arabs aren't people. The fourth, like, <laughs> how many times? The yeah. fact that they just now kicked him out, is that is yeah. amazing. They keep re-upping the fact that they'll never talk to me. <laughs> Yeah. They're just subscribing to the service. That's they all. always let me back in. Oh, Martha's Vineyard. I love, I love Martha's Vineyard because it is the perfect example of Massachusetts liberalism, which mm-hmm. is just like super secluded, yeah, stay right. away from us, and we'll vote blue. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll the only place on Martha's Vineyard that Alan can get a table now is on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. (laughs) You got to make that a little more complicated so it could be a uh, Dennis Miller. uh, Yeah. Hi, babe. I'm talking about Alan Dershowitz, babe. I I, I used to love going to Martha's Vineyard and just renting scooters and holding up traffic. It's the funniest thing in the world to do. I don't, you know. You take a ferry. Uh-huh. You take the ferry to Martha's yeah. Vineyard, and then you can rent uh, like mopeds, and they hate them. Everybody on Martha's Vineyard fucking hates them, which makes it so much better. You rent the moped, and then you just drive in is, front of cars. Is that Martha's have to go Vineyard places. an island or what? Yes. You see, I don't know shit about the East Coast. The I was under the impression it was a vineyard. No, uh, well, yeah, you can Mar- have a vineyard on an island. Sure. Martha's Vineyard is a a beautiful island with like one and a half public beaches, mm-hmm. and then wow. the rest of it is all privately. But you just go on them, and when people are like, "Get off it!" Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck off. Get off my beach. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot. It's like Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket are the two. Yeah, yeah, the two yeah, yeah, islands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you go to ruin the days of the people that live there. Yeah. It's so, well, it's, I always think of Nantucket as sort of more hardy and middle class, if only because of my exposure to the show Wings. Right, right, oh, right. Is that I just it? think of it as a humble, bustling town full of small business people and nope. taxi drivers yeah. and diner owners. <laughs> it sure isn't. When I think of Nantucket, I think of my friend who had a dick so long he could suck Yeah, it. I was going to be like, <laughs> the, limerick, the limerick business has really grown big in Nantucket. No, but they're basic. I mean, Martha's Vineyard's a little more frou-frou, but they're the same basic thing is if you have to take a boat or a plane to get here, yeah. the people are going to kind of suck. You know, Unless uh, they're in service. Me, me and my family, when, when I was young, because my mom grew up in Boston and... Uh, uh, she uh, she wanted to go to Nantucket, so we took a, a ferry boat across, and then uh, I lost the tip of my middle finger on it because uh, the door slammed it. Have I ever told you the case? Yeah. Sort of, look at this fucking finger. I've seen finger. your claw. Yeah. Oh. Matt, you can't see it, but it, it looks like a little bird beak. I lost oh, the tip yeah. of my finger in Nantucket, and forever that island will be remembered as the place I where... I lost the tip of my finger in Nantucket. Yeah. And my now... dick was so long I could suck it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a lot of things happening in Nantucket. Okay, yeah. so uh, Ron Hall cheats on his wife, uh, and then his wife forgives him because her heart's so big. Uh-huh. I, have, I have a clip of that. He said, all men make mistakes, but married men find out about them sooner. He's abandoned the accent at this point. <laughs> yeah, that. totally. He's doing Costner and fucking Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Over the next few months, Debbie and I worked hard to regain what we had lost. My greatest failure was betraying my wife. My wife. But that didn't <laughs> stop her big old heart from granting me a second chance. Oh heck, sure <laughs> nice of you, ma'am. <laughs> he kind of slowly cowpoke have another chance. <laughs> <laughs> much, much obliged. 
Oh, well, I thank you, my beautiful wife, for letting me put my dick wherever I see fit. What a forgiving Southern belle oh, you are. you're a good person. My beautiful Daisy. That was, she didn't. it took me, honestly, a half an hour to remember that that's Renee Zellweger. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that shit is wild, man. So, you know, they got a little mileage out of that, actually, because that was like during her My Face is Different tour. Yeah, My yeah, Face is Different she got BFT. it back somehow. Did she like just hit herself in the back of the head really hard and it popped back in? Wait, does, <laughs> She's she, like look Clayface. Back, does she look back to herself now? She kind of does, yes. She I got think now. She, she looks more like she used to. She got the surgery re- re- revised. She, you can revise her. She did an undo on yeah, her surgery. Yeah. Laser <laughs> facial rejuvenation. Laser control Z. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so, so, so they, someone asked her about. Well, actually, they were talking about this at the premiere of Same Kind of Different yeah. as Me, and I think this is my favorite uh, two two paragraph transition. Um, I think change has to happen. If it has to happen this way, then this is the perfect way for it to go, actress Anne Mahoney said of the Harvey Weinstein allegations on Thursday at the Los Angeles premiere of Same Kind of Different as Me. Oh, this is wonderful. And hopefully this will make others who are doing this stop. Mahoney, who plays a homeless prostitute named Clara in the film... (laughs) Hopes that this will be a turning point for women in Hollywood, opening up casting for women across age, color, and what we typically talk about as beautiful. Wait a second. Was she the one who got the makeover? Uh, that she was the home? Yes. The most insulting scene of the movie, one of the most, which is just like she looks at this homeless lady and is just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. You know what you need? You need this whole fucking face to be redone. No, I didn't see this. Oh, is there a like a scene. wacky montage? No, to no, this no, no, no. no should have been. So great it's his wife because her heart's as big as Texas. Yes. She sees a homeless lady and she's like, um, you are disgusting. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, you could be, you could be less disgusting. Come mm-hmm. here, honey. And then they and then they do a wacky makeover montage they give her to teeth. like fun, like so excited by the Pointer Sisters or whatever. Like yeah, essentially like they they you know they they cut it for time, okay. uh, but that was fair. the implication. Director's cut. Let's yeah, get it. let's just say uh, her prices went up after that. You know what I mean? Because she's a prostitute too. So uh, so Ron Hall, his wife. He cheats on his wife. His <laughs> wife makes him work at the homeless shelter. Uh-huh. Uh, at the homeless shelter, she says, that's the guy from my dream, who in this movie is Digimon Hansu, who has come in to the homeless shelter, and there's a window with Second uh, Corinthians, a.k.a. Corinthians 2, as Donald Trump called it, uh-huh. as written on a window, and he smashes the window with a baseball bat yeah. for some reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, Just shouting. Yeah. Just coming in there like, where is the diamond? <laughs> Do you see a diamond? Because I had totally spaced out for the first 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Just these soft conversations. Yeah, very boring. It's not even worth it to sort of strain yourself. And I'm kind of drifting out of consciousness almost. And then all of a sudden, this motherfucker is destroying these windows with a bat. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and and he seems to be shouting about like space aliens or something. Like, he lost yeah. his shoes. Someone stole his shoes, I right. thought. He literally seems like a deeply mentally ill, like schizophrenic homeless person. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Greg Kinnear takes him out to dinner. Uh huh. And he starts talking about his childhood. Well, as you can tell from my accent, <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Matt DM'd me. He's like, is he supposed to be Cajun? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> he started out African, oh, and then man. I don't know what he is now. It's so wild. It's so wild because Maybe, it takes you out of the whole movie. Like this movie is just filled with different things that take you out of it. Where you're like, mm, I am same very, kind of different things. Very, yeah. I'm very there it is. much yeah. so watching a movie, and then his accent the entire time is just oh my god, it's atrocious. So, I got to give that job to American actors. I'll tell you <laughs> that's what, right. I mean, if you can't sound the part, <laughs> like. But yet he still talks uh, as if he is a Cajun sage, which I also have a little of. Yes. Strong build. Oh, sorry. Up. I meant to set, set this up. Uh, what happened was he was he was clearly schizophrenic, uh-huh. uh, and he also broke Greg Kinnear's car window with a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's and, his move. And then Greg Kinnear takes him out to dinner, mm-hmm. and he starts talking about his childhood. Gotta get the twinkling in it's there. Good build up. So like when Big Mama was sleeping. What? Because that's when she had no pain. Oh, mama me. <laughs> had a window by my bed. <laughs> this is what Gambit's oh, gonna sound like. Oh, stars winking at me. With no electric lights blotting out the sky, except for the moon cutting a hole in the dark. Oh. Because everybody talks like I that. I guarantee. I tell you right now, you get that stars, you get that moon, you cut that out of there. Oh my, mama mia, you got something. <laughs> I said you got a nice, spicy meat of bar. Huh? <laughs> you get some nicer stars. <laughs> the nights was just as black as molasses. Oh, man, that's <laughs> the night they just the black as my wife. <laughs> It's so funny that it's clearly written by somebody who is like a sophomore in college in a creative writing class. Yes. The night was, it was, it's, they sound like incubus lyrics. This is like, the (laughs) night was as black as molasses with a black lit canopy. Follow me while I burn into flames. I know a lot about incubus. I make fun of incubus fans on the internet. Yes, you do. That's a literal account. Yeah. Incubus Watchdog, follow. Incubus Fan Watch. That's what it is. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah it's no, it's a it's it's a magical Negro as written by like uh, someone who read three bad books about magical. The Negros. crazy thing is is they don't really try to be all that sensitive. They they are constantly making Denver the buffoon of the movie right. too. Like he's like, he forgets to flush the toilet and like, he's like, they oh. basically, there's not that much of a difference My between wife. this movie in terms of tone and Marley and me. Like there's like, there's a lot of like this cute little dog changed our life, but it's like a person you pieces of shit. Like it is insanely offensive. Also, he is clearly deeply mentally ill in the beginning of this movie, violent and volatile and, and danger to himself and others. And then Greg Kinnear takes him to dinner and then he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> all he the needs rest a good of meal. the movie, it's like they shot him up with Thorazine. Yeah. He had an iron deficiency. Seeing him on screen, he's being doused with it <laughs> to keep him that level because they never have any sort of explanation of an interdiction that made him not that erratic right they really imply that like all he really needed was a good meal to right. stop smashing windows crazily this is actually very in line with the fundamentalist christianity of um psychiatry and drugs right yeah. in any way being bad 
Right, right, like, right, right. Like it's not just everyone seems to think that it's just like Scientology is the only religion no, that is no. like uh, psych- antipsychotics are bad. Like, no, no, God no. made you perfect. Evangelicals are the same. A yeah. lot of Christians are the same. Yeah, no, Basically, Protestants do not go to therapy. No, yeah, it's the, not. It's they just beat their wives. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's it. Um, and yeah. have affairs and get yeah. forgiven. The prescription long. that they get is y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. Yeah. That's basically y'all need Jesus. Yeah, that that'll cure you. To Jesus and uh, and well, John- yeah, because because uh, um, going to therapy, the whole concept is that you can improve yourself in some way. And one of the fundamental tenets of American Protestantism is that it takes who you are, no matter how shitty that is, and says you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, good. yeah. Jesus you're likes it. you. God approves of that. Jesus is giving you the thumbs up. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> Catholicism is like it's not happening. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gonna be good. Keep working. Keep going. <laughs> Go, gonna, go for another round of tests. You're yeah. going to die not good, and hopefully you were not good yeah. to an extent where they'll still let you in. Yeah, at least yeah. you'll be able to hang out with the babies in purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, so, John Voight is supposed to be the bad guy, uh, and mm-hmm. at one point, uh, Greg Kinnear takes Denver Moore to his ha- Digimon Hansu, yeah. takes him to his dad's house. To Here, like, Denver! Here, Denver! Yeah. We're going to go see Daddy Haunt Denver! Haunt Denver! <laughs> So his head, up. His head sticking out the window. <laughs> Big floppy tongue yeah. hanging out of his mouth. Uh, he said we are going to the P-A-R-K. <laughs> At this point, I've learned what the P-A-R-K means. If I'm good, I get the treat. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's so insane. So then John Voight is like, I don't know. I just figured that maybe giving a gun to a guy who sleeps in a dumpster voluntarily is maybe not such a good idea. Which is like, and you're like, yeah, he makes a pretty good point. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst part. You hate he's awful and racist, but then he says that and you're like, damn it, stop making me think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that line is not racist. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's just like a he standard. is literally a guy who two days ago was destroying your car. Yeah. And honestly, the movie the, the the movie definitely does this thing where it whitewashes like the it whitewashes humanity in this way that's just totally unrealistic. Oh. Number one, yeah, he, if he was insane, he's insane, and there's you know mental illness. You you can't just feed that out of uh, you know out of someone's body. And number two, like they no one mentions the smell. Right. The smell is a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a dominant thing. It's a dominant thing. It's. I mean, it's like all of these, all all of this comes together, and you're just like, this is a movie about about what exactly? No, no I don't. Again, I, I haven't seen this. Yeah, but I'm, you kind of uh, Does he like? Does Greg Kinnear go in the old like the Eddie Bauer? Like uh, the uh, stuff he doesn't wear, and be like, "Here, why don't you throw this on?" Or is he like, "You wear your hobo rags everywhere?" No, we go. He, like, he has a uh, he, he has like a, a what do you call it? Like a, what are those? They, he works at a shelter, so it's basically Goodwill. So he just he oh. grabs a suit off the rack at Goodwill. Yeah, there's a rack. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice of that millionaire to give <laughs> right. away the free <laughs> right. stuff. Yeah. I uh, I think he might. I think uh, John Boyd might be the villain because he's against giving someone a gun in Texas. I was gonna say that's the uh, that's the other implication is oh, that shit. is that you ha- you have to trust people enough to give them a gun even if they even if they seem like they can't ha- handle the responsibility. Man, God gave us the Second Amendment, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was the that was another good uh, turning point. From the movie, and then at the end, so then his, <laughs> the so, end is... so Ron's wife, who has a heart as big as Texas, uh, who... but also has the uh, lungs as black as coal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas tea, they call it. <laughs> um, so then she dies conveniently. Yeah, 
Um, and, and then, then get the, the woman out of the movie. Right. Come on, in this the, is a bro down. In the biggest white evangelical Christian wet dream, it's basically just, you know, when I die, I just want a lot of black people to cry at my funeral. Yes. And uh, yeah. Uh, it's like the it's like the 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 white masturbatorial version of uh, Atticus Finch uh-huh, and all the yeah. black people standing uh-huh. up when he walks in. It's like that reverence for the magic white guy. Absolutely, yeah, oh, absolutely. And so then at the end, so after she dies of cancer, there's this part that they totally gloss over where uh, he says, um, "I fumbled the torch and released to Denver." Wait, what? That's not a phrase. Which means I think. His wife died, and he's like, "Well, fuck! I'm not hanging out with this homeless oh, guy." Oh yeah, anymore. that's right. No, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Well, you know, I fumbled the torch, and then Denver just went off on his own." It's again. the perfect rich guy memoir thing where you gloss over all the shit that you did wrong. Right? It's like yeah, you, yeah. you had an affair off screen somewhere. I came back. Yeah, <laughs> I want. I, I want to know if he ended up with that mistress after that. Right. No, oh, there's a great part where the yeah. wife, oh, as yes. she's dying, yes. goes like. Daddy can marry whoever she, whoever he wants after after I die, and that includes the woman that he cheated on me with. And he's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, honey, no. no, I could never do and that. She's, she's like, like, you yes, promise me, you better do it. You promise me that you'll fuck other women after yeah. I die. You better fuck all the women you cheated on me with again and again and again and again. <laughs> and oh, I want you to never think of my face I'm ever uh, again. I'm fucking Denver. I figured you would have pieced that together, <laughs> right, like. Yeah. Me and yeah. Denver are for sure an item. There was part of me that was like, I hope that's where this is going. And they totally dropped the torch on that one. They, 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 the, they fumbled the torch. They fumbled the torch. And released all, the Denver love interest. Mm-hmm. What sport is this if you're fumbling torches? That's not what you do with a torch. Oh, it's only football in Texas. <laughs> okay, Everything has to be a football reference. Right. That's why. <laughs> Luckily, God intercepted the torch. Yeah. It ran it back for a touchdown. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, of course, Denver got a pick six with that torch. And <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's why, the movie. That's why John Voight's in there. That's why. That's right. I don't want your life. <laughs> I, but I think he might be the only like uh, legitimately right wing actor in this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't. You never know. Some you people really play that shit know. close to the chest. Yeah. yeah. At this point, I, I think Chris Pratt's a secret Republican. Oh, he's, oh yeah, yeah. No, he's not a secret. Big time. He's a big time Republican. He's yeah. a big time. He Guaranteed. all he does is talk about prayer. That's mm-hmm. all yeah. he does. Uh, that guy's a. He's a good old. Uh, uh, Farming and hunting boy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his time being homeless did not pan out the way <laughs> those times being homeless go. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, man. Sometimes like, it's either like people are good and you and you go left, or you're like God is good and you go right. Yeah, yeah. and you don't give any of the credit to all the people that lifted you up. It's all yeah. God put those people there, and that yeah, to me, exactly. I I had I had an ex whose mother got cancer, and through a series of really impressive medical. Uh, procedures she was cured uh-huh. and, and then they, they went full Christ yeah and yeah. I was like um excuse me uh what about all of the years of science and technology and all the studying and of mm-hmm. the medical professionals that have done this mm-hmm, and yeah. you're just gonna straight up give it to a ghost <laughs> well my doctor was a Jew so I can't really give him the credit yeah I mean it's like they went Hard. Yeah. What do you think that if Steve Jobs' plan to like eat fruit had actually cured his cancer, like <laughs> what do you think? How, how do you think he would have played that afterwards? <laughs> I mean, honestly, he would give it to himself, right? Even if somebody else gave him the idea. Yeah. 
That's the Edison of, of technology yeah. at this point in time. Yeah. No, that I mean, right. but you know what's great is how many obnoxious people would we then miss? All mm-hmm. those people that put like several Apple stickers on the back of their car, they'd yeah. be eating fruit for the rest of their life. They'd be gone immediately. Oh, yeah. That we would be- lose so many devotees. Wait a second. Is that what he tr- did? He do nothing but eat apples because he thought he was. Like he thought that would cure his cancer. Yeah, that's not how names work, bro. Did did he really uh, just drink a bunch of like protein shakes and shit to try to cure his cancer? Is that real? I I I thought that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was a bunch of reiki and fucking fruit and (laughs) shit like that. He did not see Man on the Moon. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, and then it's funny because then like Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos came out and she was still she was still copying the fruit part. Yeah, conveniently. Neglecting the part where he died from that. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did she get cancer too? She didn't get cancer, okay. but she she was like a fruitarian because Steve Jobs did it, and she was like, <laughs> "Do people know that that's not how brains and wealth work? That just yeah. because somebody is well, rich, you it just is if do... you're rich. But like that's not. It totally not, worked like... for her. She had like a four. Bi- she was worth four billion dollars at one point. Oh. Yeah, no, but that's just being a, a really good con man. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a good point. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, it does work. Yeah. Sometimes if you if con you, right, if you really believe in the snake oil, then it sells itself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could try the fruit thing. I mean, I go to Jamba Juice like on the regs, but uh, there's a lot of sugar I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just just juicing is that's bad because you get don't get all the fiber of the. What should I be eating? Jeff? Full on fruit, man. Like an actual apple with my teeth? <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> like a pour? Uh, like one of the pores? Yeah, like a. Fucking... I need this to be cold pressed. What am I, a teacher? <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Matt, you've been on, you guys have been on tour this past, what, month? Yeah, yeah. We did it last month and we're going back out for the Midwest starting ne- uh, the end of this week. So, what parts of this great nation have you seen? And uh, what, what has been, uh, what, what's been your favorite part so far? Well, so far we've done an East Coast and a West Coast tour, and the Midwest is going to be our third one. Uh, we have plans to do the like Texas and the South and uh, and stuff like that. Nice, uh, Get that great and, Kinnear and, bump. And our our uh, our real uh, real bold idea is we want to do a UK and Ireland tour next year, and that I think we will rad. do that, which I'm very excited about. Nice. Uh, Fresh in your teeth. Jesus wouldn't like it if you're reading <laughs> books about socialism. What you doing? Listen to a podcast about masturbation. <laughs> Jesus hates uh, when you listen to podcasts about masturbation. I just want to go there and have them all uh, marvel at how good my accent is. <laughs> and, and, and and compliment me and say that everyone saying I do bad ones on the internet is just trolling and is actually brilliant. I'm sure. I'm sure you can crush it. It's an easy accent. You just gotta sound like this. Exactly. You just have to talk about Jesus. You have to talk about Jesus. Halfway there. Jesus doesn't like when you ignore the crazy black man. You gotta bring him into your home. Feed him soup. You feed that black man. You feed him soup. Jesus died on the cross. You could feed Digimon Hansu soup. uh, uh, Digimon Han soup. During my uh, during the Uber days, one of my uh, one of my rides. Digimon Han soup. Sorry. <laughs> I just had to repeat that to my During my Uber, I had uh, Doris O'Riordan. Oh. From the, the, from the yeah. Cranberries. Oh, she died, huh? She sure did. Oh. She was like really nice to me. Uh, and uh, she kept trying to drop hints at who she was. Mm. Yeah. Because I think she was. Oh, she was over there. Is that a was, zombie? Do you I have, see? Well, you have was, to let that song linger. <laughs> she was did like. Did you have to? 
she was like, "Hi, I've done some music in my day." And yeah. then she was like, "She was like, I'm I'm the only woman in the in the, the Ireland uh, Hall of Fame or something." Like, she I'll give you stuff. a multiple choice question. And then finally, she just goes, she just goes, "My band was the Cranberries," and, then, <laughs> and I went, "I know who you are." I said, nobody on the planet looks and sounds like you. She yeah, looked right. exactly the same, by the way. Yeah. She had the same haircut. She was super pleasant. Did she at one point? Sorry, sometimes I can't tell what's in your head. <laughs> Did she uh, at some point pull out a picture of the Pope and be like, I'll give you a hint. And then she ripped it over her head. Like, and she's like, wait, no, that's the other Irish singer. That's the other one. <laughs> I think. I don't remember. Which one's the one Chris Christopherson likes? Uh no, but she was. I was a, in the cranberries. <laughs> she goes. She goes. My band was called the Cranberries, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and because uh, I've gotten here's the thing: when you when you Uber drive in LA, you will meet celebrities. Yeah. This is the thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And the number one rule is you just let them tell you who they are. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. it. Like you don't be all weird mm. and creepy about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was just like letting her get to it, but I could tell that she just like. I think really wanted to talk. Like, I feel like she had been like hidden uh-huh. and is out there, but in a private situation where she can talk and not be like surrounded and crowded or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she just really let go. As opposed yeah. to, you know, having tens of people crowd around her demanding cranberry stories. I mean, here's the thing though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. that does happen. Yeah. Like, people lose well, their fucking minds. Not when anymore, they meet though. No, no, they go to her grave and do it. They go to her grave. <laughs> tell me, Stoke, tell me who you know. <laughs> who do you, what is Bono like? <laughs> That's uh, so rad. Yeah. Yeah, she was very nice. She was very nice. Very energetic. Yeah. Which could have been drugs. Yeah. Or it could have just been, she was just a generally energetic person. She was telling me a really sad story about how, like, her life in the 90s was she lived in a very secluded, uh-huh. like, like I kind of she... like a big fancy cabin in the woods. Yeah. And her job, her life was literally a car would come pick her up and drive her onto the tarmac of an airport. Yeah. And then she would get onto a plane, fly to where she's going, get driven off of the plane directly to her hotel, then directly to the venue, yeah. perform, back to the hotel, back to the plane, back to her house. She, would, she wouldn't go anywhere. That's a sad story. I feel like every it's singer weird. says that, and it's like, you know, you could have seen the town, probably. Yeah. I was depressed. <laughs> I spent most of the time writing the album and then just drinking myself to death. I, I really, here's the thing. I don't feel bad for celebrities unless i see other comedians taking photos with them yeah like i feel i never feel bad for dave Chappelle until i see somebody be like look who i bothered at the comedy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's the thing where it's like can you just like act like you've been there before sure like that's the like i never feel bad for celebrities until they're bothered been there before give them a little coke and leave them alone yeah exactly just be not if you. Oh, the only pictures you should post are candid's that other people took, where you're having a conversation. Yeah, that's the only thing you should like. Mm. This that's is why weird. That's why you get your friend a camera and be like, follow me around taking candid's. That's all in I want. In case I meet someone. But and, yeah, if you want to see pictures, they just go to their Instagram live. They're all they're all on Instagram. But I get. So I get why you would, if you have like social anxiety and mm-hmm. you, you don't like guy, people that are very obvious too, like uh, like her or like Ricky Williams. Remember when he had that thing? Oh yeah, where his... it was like you know he was a very noticeable guy, but he suffered from massive social anxiety, and so he wouldn't go anywhere. He'd stay Wait, home so and who's smoke Ricky weed Williams? Yeah? He's he was a, he was, played football. He was a uh-huh. amazing football player mm. that got railroaded out of the NFL because he smoked weed for social anxiety. Oh shit! And he just got. I don't know. It was 
brutal. Like I've never seen anybody punished for weed. He was pre pre Kaepernick, but for none for less political reasons. Yeah. yeah. He was just like a really dominant uh football player uh. that ended up like he revealed that he smoked weed and the NFL's like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Get out of here, one of the best players in the league. <laughs> so is that what the Chapo tour is like? You guys just get driven onto the tarmac and you just uh on a load in Rust Highway. <laughs> East of Omaha. <laughs> no, I like to think that we all get a good taste of all the cities we go to, and that's why I was thinking that the places that stand out to me to answer your earlier question are San Francisco, yeah. which is number is absolutely the one place in this country to be, that should be hit with a neutron bomb. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of what how those work, but they kill all the people and leave the yeah. buildings. Yep, yeah, yep, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Because the contrast between the average person I saw walking around San mm-hmm. Francisco and the astounding natural beauty and, and built environment <laughs> was just, it, it was heady. It yeah. was, I was dizzy with it. Yeah, I like a neutron bomb is basically just a rapture bomb. Like yeah, it just, a, it just rapture all of the Silicon Valley shows. <laughs> all, that's, all that's left is just a bunch of shirts from startups that you've never fucking heard of. <laughs> yeah. Including what? The first time I went to San Francisco, it wasn't on the tour, but it was like I think a year or so earlier. Uh-huh. I saw a guy going into a restaurant and he had a t shirt on that said, Coding is the new literacy. <laughs> mm, that's good. Come friendly bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and Matt lived there up until fairly recently yeah. and uh yeah. i remember the coffee shop that i would go and like work in uh-huh. uh which for to me was just you know like having a coffee and typing for a few hours yeah there would be a guy that would pull up next to me and he actually pulled out like a double monitor setup oh my god and would take conference calls like on uh like in the middle of a coffee shop with two monitors like in the middle of a fucking coffee shop this how do you phil's not- coffee is my office how do you not just go like dude fuck you like yeah. how do you not do that yeah i should have where are you from originally i am from uh rural fresno county okay that's Fresno County can be sort of aggressive, right? There's some aggressive yeah. people oh, there. Yeah, yeah we like, like to blow shit up and punch like, each other, but not like strangers. See, that's very Boston-y. It's very mm-hmm. ingrained in me to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. yeah. There are other people here. How do you not know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. when someone farts on a plane and you're like, there's a fucking bathroom, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to fart I like on to plane. fart on the plane because people can't hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I got to get up and do it. In space, <laughs> no one can hear you scream. It's you're part of a society. I got I to gotta be part of a society. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, doing yeah. the double monitor thing? Oh, oh that's yeah. fucking it was, uh, it was all kinds of bad. I'd throw my coffee accidentally. Yeah, I had to move because I liked my neighborhood and it was the only neighborhood. After a while, like, it was the only neighborhood I could live in because yeah. it, it was rent controlled. Right. And uh, And like... All the stuff was really cool, but all the people just got worse and yeah, worse. Yeah, they just and get worse. progressively more snitchy. Everyone there yeah. is a fucking snitch. You can't, you literally can't do anything without someone just being like, um, we're in a drought right now. And you're just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm drinking a glass of ice water. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? At one point, like, I was on a busy, my neighbor, my uh, window looked out on a busy street. And I could hear people arguing, and I went to the window to go look, and it turned out like some woman walking by was giving like a shop owner shit because he was uh, spraying off the uh, Probably sidewalk. Probably human human poo from yeah, the sidewalk. Yeah. Spraying off the human poop from the sidewalk, and she was like, "We're in a drought right now," and he's yeah. like, "I own a business," and it was a whole back and forth. Yeah, and I'm sure she called the cops at some point. No, it's yeah. a, so we just sprayed her in the face. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real it's a real shit town with a lot of really beautiful scenery, uh, which is uh, which is nice. So, are there any good cities on the tour? 
I really like Portland, Maine. Oh, hell yeah. Portland, you- Oregon's okay. It's it's vastly outclassed by Portland, Maine. Where did you perform in Portland, Maine? Uh, it was this rock venue. Uh, I don't remember the name of rock it. Rock Lobster. It was, it was a rock <laughs> lobster. God venue. damn it. Uh, Very good. Yeah. Did it you- was good. It was a good show. It was. It's a delightful town. The really cool thing is that the guy who I guess is like the manager or works at one of the downtown movie theaters, after we did the show, he let us go in and watch a movie in the theater after it had closed. Oh, hell yeah. That's pretty sweet. And uh, we watched The Mist. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, of course, <laughs> as we all know, takes place in Maine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yeah. when we went out and we were walking home, there was literally like a giant mist covering the whole city. I, I and got, you still weren't scared because it's nah, a man, shit I'm movie. an adult. <laughs> I, I got my tr- my trashy New England guy tattoo, the coat of arms. I got it oh, in yeah. Portland, Maine. Oh, I nice. see it. It's like such a, oh, that is it's such a stereotype of, of, of New England trash. Did they Did the locals force you to go to Duck Fat? The restaurant out there? I've heard it, but I didn't go. Oh, I heard about it. It's... I didn't go. What I did go to was the fucking Cryptid Museum, which ripped. Oh, hell yeah. Is uh, it... All vivid recreations of, of uh, all of our favorite mythical creatures. It was great. Me and uh, Jeff uh, this weekend, past weekend, went to Red Lobster, so I feel like I've been to Maine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like that. Yeah, when Red Lobster is so fucking sick, dude. When you're there, you're family. Yeah. Well, She's that's all Cheddar Bay Biscuits, baby! Cheddar Bay Biscuits oh, for yeah. life. I went to a fucking fancy restaurant for uh, Francesca's birthday. Uh, it was like... All right, we got that mention out of the way. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. Francesca, my girlfriend, no big deal. Got and uh, and uh, uh, went with her, her mother and her sister, and uh, or his sister-in-law and brother and everything, and it was like this it was in Napa, and it was real fucking fancy. And they had cheddar biscuits. Not as good. I ate them. No, number one, they're not as good. And I was like, number two, these are an obvious attempt to make Red Lobster Cheddar Bay biscuits. So I said to the waiter, "Are these like supposed to be like Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster?" And she looked at me, and she's like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> These are our cheddar biscuits. We've been making them for years. You and mentioned like, McDonald's in McDowell's. You can't do that, man. I mean, but the, the, it's fucked up because they were clearly stealing the recipe. The cheddar bay biscuits you can only get at Red Lobster, and yes, they were trying absolutely. They were trying to act like they invented the fucking cheddar biscuit five <laughs> years ago, and I was like, no, dude, this is the exact same fucking thing. And then so eventually, uh, I uh, uh, the managers around the corner, and I was like, these are supposed to be cheddar bay biscuits right i'm not talking shit i'm just asking i'm just (laughs) simply asking the question all i'm doing is insulting your menu no i'm not saying first of all red lobster is is a good restaurant no it's not it's a great restaurant no it's not and and those biscuits are amazing and i was like this is like this is a fan like a fancier cheddar bay biscuit and the guy's like I, I can't really speak on that. I mean, we've been making these for years. I was like, well, you haven't been making them longer than fucking Red Lobster, motherfucker. And I felt like this is they my were, favorite. They were in movie ins- in my head. They were insulted by the fact that a uh, a middle class chain restaurant made biscuits similar to their biscuits, and I was more insulted by that than I've ever been. And so I'm never gonna eat there again. Wait, so never again. Something was pretentious in Napa Valley, you say? Yeah, I mean, I guess How? I should have expected How? it, but I mean, can we all agree that Cheddar Bay biscuits are they're objectively delicious and sure, they are yeah. very oh, right. yeah. 
They're very specific to Red Lobster. You know what was fascinating about the 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 ones we had on Friday is the consistency was anything but consistent. Yeah. And like no. at some point in time they came out like balls of dough. Yeah. But they still tasted exactly the same. Yeah, even under like cooked the flavor delicious. Mm-hmm. was still I was like, these are great and I'm getting sick right now. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, still, so, yeah. but that's later, dude. You get sick later. You eat now. Now it's good. Taste good now. I had like but later seven. Sick. <laughs> later you get sick. Good now taste. You got to. <laughs> I just shorted out. <laughs> I'm sorry. So eventually I'm going to need like a ranking of our country's uh, shittiest local delicacies. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by shitty? Man, fuck a Philly cheesesteak. Well, cheese it depends. You know, I, you know, I personally haven't tasted Skyline Chili, but it looks oh, like okay. absolute right. hell. It's like when uh, everyone. You know what? It's probably got the biggest difference between its appearance and taste of any major food. It's actually pretty good. Huh. And then what's the buffalo thing? It's called like a trash plate or something. Ah, the garbage plate. Yeah, Rochester, New York. I haven't had one of those. They look horrifying. What is it's like? Is it like it's scrapple like scrapple or it's something? It's like pasta it's with ground like... beef poured onto a bunch of different starches, basically. That sounds pretty good. Like a shepherd's pie. No. Almost. But it's got like like curly Q. It's got like a corkscrew pasta in there or some yeah, shit. There's, there's, oh, that's there's weird. Pa- there's macaroni pasta and there's French fries or potatoes. There's a, just a bunch of different starch no, options. I'm not okay you with this, that. You know, simmered. Uh, that's to survive. This, uh, ground beef and you pour it all on top. When that's... I don't have any red sauce and I'm making pasta, I just put uh, chili on it. You guys ever do that? You well, yeah. It? We just yeah. talked about Skyline Chili. Oh, is that that's, what that is? That's what they serve it on. That that there's a name for that. I thought, I thought well, it was it's just... It's Cincinnati. I, I ran out of Progresso, I thought was what well, it's a specific kind of chili on, uh-huh. like, you know, you know, packaged spaghetti that you boil. Okay. I would say that... The hype versus the payoff, the the Philly cheesesteak. And the reason is because a Philly cheesesteak tastes exactly the same level as a cheesesteak anywhere else. Right. Like there is no... Like anybody that's Being in Philadelphia doesn't make it taste better. Yeah. 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 They're just like, which is the bread? I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. I would say the same for... You were just talking about Portland, Oregon. They hype up uh, Voodoo Donuts... Which is just like yeah, a good, fine. it's like a good donut that you poured yeah. like Fruit Loops on. And right, you're like, right, all right, right, the donut's good, but I don't give a fuck about the yeah, dumb Fruit Loops on it. They like the design. They're like, check out, there's, yeah. uh, there's a the weird art. design. It's the, the art. The aesthetics of it are what really yeah. carry it. The, 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 hot, the actual donuts are just okay. You guys yeah. ever been to Albuquerque? I have not. New Mexico? Yeah. They yeah. have a place called Rebel Donut that's way, it's like, it's actually ama- good. It's amazing. It's yeah. almost like where you're just like, oh man, I'm bummed that you are wasted on Albuquerque. Well, yeah. you guys are into the gel. I don't like shit on my donuts. I just like the fried dough part. Oh, I just okay. ate a, I just ate a jelly donut. And I'll yeah. tell you, jelly donuts are amazing. What are you talking about? I don't want jelly in my donut. Well, then don't get it. I don't. Yeah, I'm not a jelly donut fan. I like it. I like, because uh, I like the, the pop in the middle. You just bite into it. It's like a fruit gusher. You know, I like I like a custard filling. Oh, yeah. custard's good. Like yeah, those are good. Like a Boston cream or something. Pie or something like yeah, that. that's my shit. Anytime it's like gooey and like buttery and uh, and eggy, I'm into. Gooey, but not like the, buttery, the eggy. fruit. The fruit part, I'm like, yeah, I, I can take it. It's just it's too high a register. You want sort of a more an apple cinnamon? balanced, chocolatey, umami, savory, mm. also sweet. Yeah, I like I like an apples and cinnamon donut. Well, see, apples the one fruit that I yeah, can that's accept the one in my good one. The apple cinnamon like the, donut the is great. Jelly, the oh, apple, apple fritter, jelly inside. Apple fritter, I'm oh, into. Oh yeah, a Seven Eleven apple fritter is out of control. Right. They are so good. Glazed, great. Yeah, two apple uh, pies for a dollar from McDonald's. Woo, it's pretty good. Hell yeah, I like I like all food that was created by globalization. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> do you guys know what funny bones are? The the snack cake. 
No. It's from a company called Drake's. They're generally East Coast. Oh, God's it's sort plan. of like a devil's food. <laughs> Wait, what? God's plan. Dude. It's, okay, it's yeah, a sure. devil's food, uh, uh-huh. like Twinkie, basically, filled with a mm-hmm. peanut butter Passion frosting fruit. and then dipped in chocolate. <laughs> and they're amazing. They're like, uh-huh. they're, they're my favorite junk food of all time. My mom was like, junk food, junk food, junk food, junk food. She was like, do you want anything? I was I like, send me a box of Funny Bones. Yeah. She sent me a picture. She bought 12 boxes. So do you have... And she's sending them to were me. Were you upset? I was a little bit upset. <laughs> I'm doing so many Drake references. I don't get it. So okay. I, got, I got two questions for people from different regions. First, I'll go with Boston guy. Yeah. Do you have the weird reverence for like donkeys that uh, people... I like from to, the- Dunkin' Donuts. D- Dunkin' Donuts is the working man's coffee shop. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's motor oil. It's fuel to get you through a shitty workshop. Sure. Like it's... There's a reason it's cheap. It's garbage. It's not supposed to taste good. It's supposed to... I can appreciate you're that. You're supposed to work at the docks. I kind of appreciate the coffee that's not supposed to taste good. Yeah, it never yeah. was. They're like, this was never supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is supposed to get you through your shitty dock job. Right. Because it's 25 degrees out. You're wearing fingerless gloves, and you just want to get home and choke your wife. Right. Like, that's a very that's, Is that why they have the fingerless gloves? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the attraction. Yeah. Um, and then, Matt, <laughs> you're from Wisconsin. Um, Indeed. I, so, I, I forget what I was hearing about the the Packers games. What's the deal with the like people are getting cups of of liquid cheese? What's happening oh there? What? I I haven't heard of this, but that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> that like, sounds like something we would do. So we we at this point we've basically taken the the cheese thing as this really neurotic uh, symbol of of self. And so there's a lot of performative cheese consumption in Wisconsin. <laughs> I think it was like with pretzels or something where people are ordering like cups of cheese to go with it or some shit. Well, I mean, uh, some cheese and pretzels. But like is a really... 16 ounce. Oh, a big cup? Yeah. A big gulp. Dude, that's straight up from Idiocracy where the guy has like a fucking bucket of cheese, nacho cheese, yeah. and he's just dipping his hand in and watching fucking... He's just masturbating. I heard so I heard about it the first time and I thought it was a joke and then I and then I found out <laughs> subsequently found out like no no that's the thing that people do. Damn, 16 ounces of fucking nacho cheese. I fucking love Wisconsin for that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty bad. I love the but fried cheese. But I feel like curds. America is all about performative cheese eating. Like yeah, that's spread we everywhere. Have been. Like every fucking uh-huh. uh whatever those food beast whatever video like every yeah, yeah. food video it's always just like a, a menacing amount of cheese. In yeah, it. you're like a grilled yeah. cheese for buns burger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm down I with. I don't get it. Well, cheese is amazing. Yeah. yeah I like cheese. There's a point of diminishing returns, I feel. Well, what? Too much cheese? Yes. Since when? Once always. What has to... What, you have to care about shitting in order. No. You have to think about your shitting. No, I just you. like... I get... You know, four bites, I'm good. Like, I like uh, mac and cheese as a side dish, but yeah, this yeah. thing where we decided that mac and cheese oh, was a, is an like, entree, a main, like yeah. an entree, that's fucking weird. Yeah, no, that is weird. That's weird. But that's, I feel like that has more to do less with the cheese and more with the, remember this? Yeah. Well, it's also affordability. <laughs> yeah. Like, but mac and cheese is a very cheap meal. Yeah, no, but then they do it with, like, it truffle is. oil, and they charge you $15 for it. Well, that's different. Like, lobster mac and cheese is not mac and cheese. Well, I think that's what we're talking about. It's like when people put like ham and tomato on a grilled cheese and they're like, here's a grilled cheese. It's like, that's not a grilled cheese anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. A grilled cheese is cheese. You made it gay by putting fucking vegetables on it. No, now it's a sandwich. Now it's a gay-ass mac and cheese. Don't make my... (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It looks like you're ready to take off your belt to beat someone for fucking up No, it's getting hot. You know, it's real hot. It's hot here. We're going to... We got one more... 
uh, email. We got we got to read our uh, weekly butt tales. Oh yeah, butt tales. Email from. <laughs> do we from, we still don't have a theme song for that? Um, someone did one, but it's kind of long. Okay, play it. Uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Why not? It's a four minute with a bridge. <laughs> All right, I'm excited. Butt tales. This is I think that's you. No, that's not me. That is good, bad, and good luck no. I, no, I think it was because you did it last week. Oh no, no, I did the I did oh wait a second. I think someone set your... someone took my voice and yeah. then put the Yeah. Alright. So, you know, good hustle. Yeah, well we'll try again next week. <laughs> uh that was uh, re- uh listener Noel. Good job. Yeah, did a good um, job, Noel. Thank you. Meanwhile, listener Adam uh regales us every week with uh tales of emergency room but Butt problems. Butt stuff. Um, a classic butt defense is coming up with an improbable injury mechanism, but it takes a real pl- pro to blame a Rube, Rube Goldberg scenario. Sorry. Uh, this middle-aged man came in with a classic case of torn butthole. He claimed to have been walking in the woods and after, <laughs> and after not having pooped in two days, suddenly had to go. Mm-hmm. He said that he took the biggest shit of his life, which felt like a giant piece of glass coming out. Uh-huh. To make things worse, the pain caused him to pass out and fall backwards, butthole first, onto an unfortunately placed pointy rock. Mm-hmm. This Final Destination-esque scene left him with a double destroyed butthole and a surgical repair in his future. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'd I like own it. it, man. Well, this, one, like this, sounds, shit in my ass. this sounds like the most plausible one that we've had, though. This one sounds like he might have not fucked himself with that pointy rock. Or maybe he just thought he needed uh, uh, an explanation. Whereas me... yeah. I just owned the fact that my butthole was torn and I wanted to get a new one. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And me, I just owned the fact that I put a baby carrot in my butt. Sure. But I also didn't have to tell anyone that because I pooped it out. That's true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how was that? Uh, you know, I was young and I was like discovering my body. And, you know, when you're like, there's got to be other ways to come. And so then I uh, I tried it. I tried. Wow, it. Yeah. that's really brave because it's is it the assholes a real mystery when especially when you're young. Yeah, but it was like one of those things where th- like you know it was getting masturbation was kind of losing its its uh, its flair. You know, it oh, was no. like it wasn't getting it wasn't as exciting. <laughs> and I was like, what else can I do to myself? You know? I've never lost that love. Really, never. Mm-hmm. I feel bad about that. No, now. I like to up the ante even when I was young. <laughs> You know, like, and uh, you push baby, boundaries, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, Sharpie, baby carrot, and then just keeps going up in, in size after a while. And one, one thing leads to another, and you're just straight up fucking yourself with your own fist. You're like self pegging. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, you know, you got to try stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, well, you're, you're I'm a, when you die and you're on your deathbed, you're going to wish I'm gonna you regret put more, it. You're going to wish you put more that things is, in your butt. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I'm just so anti shit. Oh yeah, like Aww. I'm so um so aggressively wanting to avoid shit. Yeah, poo is gross. Mm. I agree with that. Huh. I've spent my whole life interesting, just avoiding shit. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. And now I'm just like, am I gonna have to like if I'm in the dating world now? Am I, am I gonna oh, have no, to get no used one's to gonna, the butt? No, no one's gonna try to put anything in your butt. Most no, no, of the but time. also vice versa. Like I'm I'm very I'm averse. Oh yeah, you to gotta, the other ass. You gotta so. eat the butt. Oh, Girls, I, I, I didn't think you have to worry as much. I feel like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to speak for all women, of course, but I would say that, uh, you know, as, hashtag yes, all women. Uh, hashtag, finally. Yeah, for, I'm, I've decided on this podcast <laughs> I will not speak for all women today. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Go for it, dude. You'll know whether or not you should when they stop you in the middle of it. 
<laughs> I think they they teach that in consent class. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> They'll tell you like, hey, hey, hey actually, but it's don't, a, don't eat my butt. I'm self conditioned after 36 years uh-huh. of just avoiding the asshole. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, and now I'm just like, oh, well, now you got to get back in there. Get back in there. Yeah. yeah, time to grow up, dude. I know, I know, <laughs> yeah. but it's just like a forced evolution. Oh, you know? know, when you're when you're a man, you put away childish things and yeah. you eat the butt. Yeah, exactly. I'm still gonna collect toys. Yeah, sure. collect toys, and but comic also, books. you know, eat that butt. Just eat the butt. Eat that butt. All right, should we play the voicemail? Okay, let's do it. How long is this voicemail? We're good. Well, it's it's all right. It's long. Okay. Hey, guys. What's going on? I love your show. I've been listening to it forever. But i got to say, someone's been bothering me. I'm hoping you can help me figure it out. Recently, I had a chance to go back and watch uh, the mid-'80s sci-fi Schwarzenegger action extravaganza, The Running Man. Hell, yeah. Something was sort of bothering me about it. I noticed that when you watch the movie, we encounter all these different villains like the sadistic game show host. Or those uh, gladiators in the show that try and kill Schwarzenegger, you know, Fireball, Sub-Zero, Dynamo. James Brown. And eventually they all die, and you feel victorious at the end because, after all, they're bad guys. But it actually seems like when you rewatch the movie, the real assholes are the people in the audience that actually make it possible for a show like this to become the highest rated thing in TV history. (laughs) And yeah. none of those people died at the end. So I guess what I'm wondering is, was this movie oddly prescient? And was it warning us that we're the assholes and we're just going to stay assholes because we keep giving all the assholes that we hate a platform and a medium to scream their message at us from? Damn. I don't know. Maybe it was just uh, the alcohol. <laughs> Society is the real villain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I think that's all part of it, right? Yeah. Society has devolved to a point. Well, I think about climbing for dollars all the time, especially now that uh, during football seasons, the only time I get to see like commercials for, uh-huh. or basically just commercials. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, now I've seen 20 different promos for God Friended Me. Oh, Oof. yeah, 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 yeah. Oof. Yeah. You see a lot of different uh, normie entertainment, right? And uh, I feel like most of America, most watches. of it is worse than climbing for dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bad stuff. There's just bad. There's a lot of consumable bad stuff. Um, Undercover Boss is also just really like perfection, where you're like patting yourself on the back for like tricking oh, your employees. That's- I didn't know that my employee had the black lung. One yeah. of the <laughs> one of the best. Uh, there are two great undercover boss comedy sketches one is key and peel uh-huh. where like the guy reveals it and like one guy's just been like riding his ass and making fun of him the whole time yeah and yeah just... yeah and then the other one is the um the star wars one that yeah SNL kylo did. ren that's yeah that is a flawless no sketch. that's a great sketch yeah have you yeah. seen that one I've, i don't think so it's adam driver pretends he's not kylo ren uh he's matt the radar tech he's matt the radar <laughs> tech and he just listens to people talking mad shit yeah it's pretty good it's cool. Good. Yeah, cool yeah 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 um, I haven't seen Running Man, so I wouldn't know. But it sounds, uh, it sounds like the Hunger Games a little it's bit. Great. It sounds yeah. like uh, yeah. if the audience is, uh, you know, a conduit for, or like they're supposed to be representative of society, watching people get destroyed. Do you? Yeah, ever, yeah you, that's about right. Are you familiar with the video game Smash TV? No, I'm not. Okay, never mind. Because that was all. That was like a video game version of Running Man, where it was like you're in an arena killing a bunch of people coming after you. Oh, that's true. I've been playing a Spider-Man game though, and oh yeah, that's right. I need to shout out the people who bought me the Spider-Man game. Hold on one second. Oh, Seems mom like a- and dad. Mom, I love you, mom. Thank you for buying me Spider-Man. No, uh, I, so I I put out on Twitter. I was like. 
All right, so I, I don't have uh, my writing job anymore. Please, someone staff me on your TV show or uh, buy me the Spider-Man game. And so no one staffs me on the TV show. but uh, uh, some, So close. Some people donated to, to, for Spider-Man. So I want to give out to, a shout-out to uh, uh, Stephen DeShazzo. I want to give a shout-out to Drew Bernard, to Andrew Halverson, to Kelly Sibbett, to, uh, let's see, John Maffa, Elizabeth... And Elizabeth McMillan. These are all people who donated money so I could play Spider-Man while I'm unemployed. It's and a great job, you guys. Honestly, I got to say, podcasting was the greatest decision that we <laughs> ever fucking made <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. On that note, you want to take us on out of here? All right. Uh, Jeff May, thank you so much for uh, hey, coming on the podcast. I'm, what, glad I could, uh, I'm glad I could come out. What would you like to, uh, what would you like to, to plug? Well, I, have a, uh, I, do a, uh, I do a show on, uh, on a, a network called Gamefully Unemployed with uh-huh. a couple of the old crack guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, called Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. Hell where we yeah. We just literally chronicle everything Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just watch it. Like, so we're on Batman the Animated Series right now. Nice. So we're just literally watching every episode and discussing. Um, I have a, uh, a network coming out soon called That's Good Pod. Uh-huh. Uh, with uh, with Raquel Jason, it's going to be really great. And then all I ask is just fucking support live comedy. Hell yeah! Go if you listen, like re- do some research, look in, find some live comedians on tour, and just support the fucking industry, man. I love that. Good, uh, Matt Chrisman. Thank you so much for coming uh, on the broadcast, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, what would you would you like to plug anything? Yeah, the big thing is the tour coming up uh, next week. Uh, go to chapotrapos.com slash tour, and there'll be dates in Pittsburgh, Columbus, Ohio, Ch- Detroit, Chicago, Madison, Wisconsin, and a second show added in Minneapolis. Sick. So chapotraphouse.com. And I would just like to apologize again for making people watch same kind of difference yeah, as me. Fuck off. <laughs> this is yet the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's broadcast at gmail.com, uh, patreon.com slash broadcast. If you want to donate, please do. We got a lot of bonus episodes coming up. Uh, Vince, what's the Google voice? 415 All right, thank you so much. And until next time, good night and good chins. <laughs>